You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. And good morning or good afternoon, whatever the case may be. You're here live with Dr. Jeff Weber, your host for the next 30 minutes here on Pet Life Radio's live call-in show. Ask the best with Dr. Jeff. And um, we want to hear from you. We're here for you. So give us a call at 877-385-8882. Once again, 877-385-8882. I sound like an auction guy. And um, also, you can, more fun, better, is to join us online live here on Google Hangouts. To do that, very easy. Just log on to PetLifeRadio.com website. Click on the Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff tab. Scroll down, and our good producer, Mark, has sent us a link to Google Hangouts. Click on the link. Join us. You can join us live. You can see us. We can see you. And we can see your pets. So if you have your pet in front of you, and especially if it's small, you can pick it up in front of your computer or your phone or just kind of do it like a selfie with your phone. And you can sort of just put your pet in the picture, and um, we can see your pet as well. And um, we're here, thanks to our sponsors. By the way, we've uh, I just came back from a trade show. Mark will be happy to know that, <laughs> that our sponsors are still our sponsors. Brevecto, a once-every-12-week chewable, fantastic-tasting, very effective flea and tick medication. Also, Save This Life microchip, uh, the only microchip where your phones can act as a GPS for your ability to help find your pet. And also, More Than a Cone, Kong Veterinary Products. Once again, sponsoring us, More Than a Cone, raising awareness of animal welfare through the arts, through their amazing events they have every year, charity events, fundraisers, and all for helping our homeless pets. So uh, they're doing a really good job. So um Anyway, as I mentioned, I, well, I just did get back from a real vacation. I was in Cabo San Lucas. It was fantastic. Then I had to break up my vacation to go for a day and a half, almost two days, to Las Vegas for the Western Veterinary Conference. As always, a phenomenal conference. It is one of the largest as far as numbers, close to 18,000 people there from the exhibitors to the speakers, to the veterinarians, to the technicians, to the practice management. It's a very, very, very busy, huge conference. It's at the Mandalay Bay, and uh, it's the, the exhibit hall it just seems like it's getting bigger and bigger. But it was a very, very good conference. And um, heading back to Orlando in just a couple of weeks for the Global Pet Expo. And after that one, I will have a lot of things to report to you, some amazing new things, new products out there. And um, speaking of which, one of my subjects today is going to be about a, well, it's not new anymore, but we can talk about it more because now we're starting to, to, to do the national media for the two sister products that are going to help your pets with their allergies. And now, I mean, I can't believe it. It's March 12th. We're, what, nine days away from spring. So with spring, as we know, comes pet allergies, comes the pollens, the weeds, and the trees, and uh, the flowers, and a lot of pollens in the air. And of course, the uh, one of our huge nemeses when it comes to this time of year, the flea. And we all know about the flea allergies. You know, roughly, when you have allergic dogs, about 80% of their allergies are going to be 
non-food. So, and much of those non-food things, and maybe even more, they say food is maybe 15, 20% tops of all of the allergies that pets have. Mostly it's environment. And of the environment stuff, certainly the things around the house that pets can be allergic to, oh, wool and dander and cotton and kapok and, and tobacco and human and epithelia, believe it or not. Yes, your pets can be allergic to you. And a lot of dogs are allergic to cats. So don't feel bad for you cat allergy sufferers out there because your dog might also be allergic to your cat. But um, anyway, most of the stuff are the seasonal allergens and they're out there blowing in the wind and we have a great solution. So before we get on to that, as I often like to do, often like always, because you know, a lot of stuff that we read about, you hear about, you just don't, a lot of the stuff that I find interesting that maybe you should find interesting as well, or at least be aware of, doesn't go directly to you. Unfortunately, it goes through news wires through the veterinary profession. And I just want to share some of the stuff with you. You know, I want to kind of keep you up to date as much as I can. So first of all, more avian influenza virus. This one is a real serious outbreak. A few years ago, the one in Minnesota cost the poultry industry in Minnesota, ready for this, $650 million. Well, now there are a couple of big outbreaks in Wisconsin and Tennessee that have major, major effects on the poultry industry. And um, that seems to be hitting there now. They just found another, like a poultry farm in Tennessee that was uh, is affected with the avian influenza. So that's a tough one. This I thought is really great. I didn't know about it. It's called the Delbef, D-E-L-B. O-E-U-F. It's an illusion. And here's how it works. For example, if you plate a dish, okay, on a small plate, okay, something edible on a small plate, and you put it next to that same exact size onto a large plate, the brain, our brains tell us that the one on the small plate is larger than the one on the big plate, because even though they're the exact same size, because we put things into context. And that is the illusion that's called the Delbeth illusion. Well, guess what? Dogs aren't fooled. Dogs are way smarter than we are. They're not buying it. They can tell just by forget the background, forget what is it, it's associated with, what it's being compared to. They can tell the size is the same. Don't ask me how they did the study. They clearly couldn't have asked the dog, but there's some response that they were looking for, some brain study that they were able to do with electrodes, but whatever. They find out, these researchers find out that dogs aren't fooled. Uh, to them, they know. I think that's pretty funny. Now, also, I thought this was pretty cool, too. Typically, if you ever worked in the rescue world and you're about to, you have the perfect home for a dog, and then at the 11th hour, they tell you, oh, by the way, how, how does he do with cats? Because you find out the owner has two cats at home, right? or the prospective owner. So what happens? You take this dog that you have no idea how it's going to react around cats, and you put it into a fairly small room with cats. And hopefully the cats are way smarter than the dog if that dog goes nuts. And that's a pretty crude test. But that's how they know whether the dog is, you know, okay with cats or not. So we call it a cat-friendly dog. Well, researchers have found out that you don't need the cat. You don't need the sight. You don't need the visual. What you need are the sounds. And you can test a dog's reaction as to whether or not he's going to get along with a cat or any smaller animal by sounds. So I'm sure the happiest uh, animals right now on the earth are the cats. You don't have to put me in front of in that small room with that potentially nasty Rottweiler. Oh, God, I'm thrilled. So anyway, so now you can test a dog to see how it reacts to cats just by the sounds. So um, I know that a lot of people and a lot of cats are going to be happy about that one. Another 
short story. And again, no one really has the answer because not enough work has been done, but cannabis for pets. Cannabidiol, the THC-free portion of the marijuana plant, the hemp plant, plant, what are we using it for? There's been, unfortunately, not enough work. However, now that the legalization is creeping into a number of other states, we will probably see more. I know that in Colorado, it's still totally available. Unfortunately, there has been a rise in emergency visits uh, by pets to the emergency rooms because of the marijuana toxicity. And yet, yeah, you have to understand some basics. First of all, most or much of the beneficial effects, whether it's anxiety, whether it's, it's cancer, whether it's epilepsy, seizures, is coming from the non-THC portion anyway, the pure cannabidiol. So it should be safer because the toxic agent really is the THC. So what we're in California, for example, I can't prescribe it yet, even though it's coming, but I can't prescribe it yet. But you have to remember one thing, when even on an edible, that when we eat that edible, we are going to have a bite or two. If there's a plate of brownies sitting there, let's say they're not chocolate for, let's eliminate the chocolate part of the toxicity. But if there's cookies sitting there, non-chocolate, and we know that they're edibles and somebody has a bite, they're going to have a bite. They're going to have maybe a cookie. There's no way that dog who gets into that plate is going to be satisfied with a single cookie. So just by nature of volume, they are having issues. It's not necessarily the toxic effect of a an edible, one piece, one bite. No, it's the accumulative effect of, of getting a whole platter. So we need to be smarter. I do think that there are benefits. Uh, well, I know there are benefits. I do think that we are going to see more and more scientific proof coming up. I know that in, at Colorado State University in Fort Collins, excellent veterinary school. It's right in the top five. They are doing some studies and so far results have been very promising for the utilization of the cannabidiol in for many, many medical and behavior issues for pets. And I mean, time will tell, but that, that's a good news. Here's a sad one. A fox a mauled both a woman and a cat in Virginia and then was found to have rabies. So I always say like here in California, rabies for cats is not required by law. So if I have an indoor cat, like my cats, many of them, I do not vaccinate for rabies. Again, as you know, being by now, I am not a huge fan of over-vaccinating or vaccinating for anything where the risk of the vaccine might be greater than the risk of the animal disease. And since my indoor cats are not going to get rabies, I'm not going to vaccinate. In many states, however, vaccinations are required even for indoor cats, just like they are for dogs. But if you have a cat that's an outdoor cat, you need to be very careful. And, and again, for those states where rabies being carried through the wildlife is more prevalent, clearly Virginia being one of them, then you really need to be careful out there. Most like a fox usually wouldn't attack a person, but if a fox or any wild animal like that is that aggressive, especially ones that usually are fearful like coyotes, that means something's wrong. So uh, you should just kind of you know, be aware. This is really cool. I don't know if any of you have been skydiving before. I have not. It's, one of, it's on my bucket list. I kind of like to do it. But there are teams that are skydivers in Africa that now carry their dogs with them, skydiving dogs, and they land in the middle of these African preserves, wildlife preserves, where they're catching poachers because the dogs are sniffing them out. Most of these poachers are afraid of the dogs that are trained to be afraid of. And actually in one, one area, one region, 
The skydiving dogs and their owners have captured over 100 poachers in 18 months. That's fantastic. Then, and, and you know, these poachers, they're, these, they're going after tusks mostly and hides, and it's terrible. So anyway, not a big fan of poachers. Clearly a huge fan of dogs that are going after these poachers and capturing them, and they're being fined. Um, maybe even getting bitten. Yeah, that would be poetic justice. So, God, this time goes fast. So if there are any questions, call me, 877-385-8882. Join us here live on PetLifeRadio.com, Google Hangouts. You can get the link on Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff Tab. And if you want to talk about any of this stuff, that's great. We have to take our short break. But when we come back, we're going to talk about Cytopoint and Apoquil. If you have not heard of these two medications, trust me, you will in the next several months. Apoquil, Cytopoint, don't go away. We'll be right back. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. As a dog, I know a lot about fleas and ticks, so trust me when I say no other Tasty Chew protects dogs as long as Brevecto. One Brevecto Chew keeps fleas and ticks away for up to 12 weeks. Be a good human and ask your vet about Brevecto. Brevecto may cause vomiting. I love cleaning the litter box, said no one ever. Luckily, there's World's Best Cat Litter, the litter that promises less mess with less litter. Only World's Best Cat Litter uses the concentrated power of corn to quickly trap odors in tight clumps. And quick clumping means you never have to chisel or scrape the box. Less cleanup with less wasted litter? That's a litter bit amazing. Save $2 on World's Best Cat Litter. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from PetLife Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And welcome back. You're here live with Dr. Jeff Werber. Before the break, we talked about allergies. We mentioned this is time. Spring is coming up around the corner. And with spring, as we know, allergies, allergy season, pollens, weeds, trees, grasses, you name it, fleas, all creating major, major issues for our pets. And traditionally, historically, we've had to resort to some medications that we don't necessarily love. I mean, when used properly, yes, they can be safe, certainly effective, but we never really had the, the handle on how to stop the allergic reaction from its core. Now, people, just to give you a little quick lesson, obviously, we know that the transmitter, the cellular transmitter, okay, that is the basis, causes the basis of our allergic response is histamine, okay? So histamine is what causes the itching, the redness, the runny eyes. That is all a histamine release-related symptom. Now, so what do we do? When we have allergies, we clearly take antihistamines. Very, very simple. We want to block the histamine, so we take an antihistamine, and that solves some of our allergic symptoms. Now, what about a dog? Well, in dogs, the one thing we did know, that histamine is not a major player. In fact, maybe 15%, not even. So therefore, when 
We have given dogs antihistamines expecting the same response that we get when we take an antihistamine for our allergies. We're hugely disappointed. Why? Because histamine is not the cause. It's not really causing the symptoms. So interestingly, I often have used antihistamines, but when I use them, I use a good old-fashioned antihistamines like chlorpheniramine, diphenhydramine. Why? Not for the antihistaminic effect, but those are the ones that are the drowsy ones. So kind of it kind of relaxes them a little bit, uh, takes the edge off, but it's not really getting to the root of the problem. I never liked the newer non-drowsy antihistamines because they're they're really worthless. Because I mean, if, if you want to get some benefit out of the antihistamine, at least use one that's going to kind of knock your dog out a little bit, make them feel better. So we now know that the the agent, okay, the cellular mediator involved is released from T helper cells, and it is called interleukin-31. It's a cytokine. And cytokines are released in response to, you know, many different allergens, antigens, responses of the body for different reasons. This one cytokine is called interleukin-31, IL-31. And this is the bad guy. IL-31, when it meets up with the skin cells, it creates the havoc that we see on the outside as redness, irritation, inducing scratching, secondary infection, all because of interleukin-31. And up till now, we never really knew how to block the interleukin-31 specifically. So we resorted to medications that help with anti-inflammation, like corticosteroids. And that's why the, you know, the basis of, of treating allergies for years has been corticosteroids, unfortunately, not without potential side effects, when the drug was not used properly or if it was overused. We would get, you know, almost like iatrogenic Cushing's. We would get the bloated bellies with it. We, these dogs would drink and pee a lot. And of course, immunosuppression down the road. Another one that became very popular was cyclosporine. Cyclosporine is a medication. Often it can be used safely, used a lot when treating immune mediated diseases. And by suppressing the immune response, then we would suppress the allergic symptoms because the body was not responding the same. But it really wasn't getting to the point of the problem. It was more like a Band-Aid. I mean, it was just stopping. It was covering up the symptoms. It wasn't doing anything to actually block the reaction. So when Zoetis was still part of Pfizer Animal Health, has since broken away, created its own company called Zoetis. And Zoetis has been continuing this search for the answer to how do we block interleukin-31? What's the magic? And they actually succeeded in getting the answer. And the answer, it's amazing. And the um, actually, they came up with two answers. But one was introduced first. The problem with it was the hype for the veterinarian was so great that we were never, we never could keep it on the shelf. And they were allotting it to veterinarians, mostly at first the dermatologists, and then veterinarians that have been ordering a lot of prices. It just wasn't readily available. And the problem was somebody would hear about it and then want to get a refill because it worked so darn well. And the vet said, sorry, I'm out of it. I can't get it on the shelf. We can't order it. Well, now the supply is there and they will be starting to really market this product. You need to know about it. It's fantastic. You want to ask your vet. It's called Apoquil, A-P-O-Q-U-E-L. The drug is called Oclacitinib. And oclacitinib is an interleukin-31 blocker. The way it works is when IL-31, interleukin-31 hits the cell, it needs the help of these two enzymes to actually carry out its damage. These enzymes are called Janus kinase 1 and Janus kinase 3 for short. We just call them JAK1 and JAK3. Well, the oclacitinib, the apoquil, blocks those two enzymes. So yes, interleukin-31 is released. It goes to the cell at once. It's ready to just wreak the havoc. It's ready to cause all those problems and the itching and the redness and the sores, et cetera. But 
without Jack one and Jack three, it's harmless. And oclucitinib, the apoquil, blocks those two enzymes. So it's really great. And interestingly, at the dose recommended, it doesn't touch Jack two or some of the other Janus kinase enzymes, which have really positive purposes and effects on the body. So we want to be very sure that we're not overdoing it, which is why you want to stay, of course, within the dosage range at the dosage recommendations. The recommendations usually are to start twice a day for anywhere from 10 to 14 days. That's sort of like a blast off and then go to once a day. And my recommendation now, it has changed, is that once a day should be in the evening. Originally, they recommended the morning and we found for us, at least, the evening works better. Now, for those of you who where Apical doesn't work as well, maybe, or very tough to pill your pet, the same response, positive response, and effective medication is now in an injectable form called Cytopoint. Now, Cytopoint's a little different. It is an injection. It's once every 30 days, which is phenomenal. And the way Cytopoint works, it's an immunotherapy. So instead of waiting for IL-31 to be released from the T helper cells, travel to the skin cells, and then have the Apoquil block the enzymes needed for the interleukin-31 to do its damage. The way the cytopoint works, the injection, is it attacks the interleukin-31 directly as soon as it's released from those T-helper cells. And it's very specific to the IL-31. Now, there are other allergens and mediators of the inflammatory response that might be released at the same time, but interleukin-31 is the one that, that really seems to be the, uh, the king when it comes to the allergic response. And the Cytopoint is extremely effective. I mean, I've, I've been using it now for a while. I was one of the lucky veterinarians, general practice veterinarians that got a, had a good supply early on. And uh, I have been so amazed. I'm talking terribly allergic animals that we give a Cytopoint injection, we send home the Apoquil, one or the other, you don't need both. And we, I will get a call a day later. I can't believe it. It was like instant, instant success. So you want to ask your veterinarian, uh, especially now coming up on springtime, we're going to see allergic dogs. Uh, it's not good for cats. It's just for dogs. And you want to ask for the Apoquil or Cytopoint. Hopefully they can, if they don't have it, they can get it. If they don't have it, they better order it. And you will write me and thank me here at Dr. Jeff, Dr. Jeff at PetLifeRadio.com for making sure you're aware of it, you recognize it. It is truly a godsend. So anyway, that's all the time we have for today. If you have any questions, about your pet's allergies, about your pet's anything, get a hold of me here at drjeff at petliferadio.com. Or next time we're on, you can just don't be bashful, don't be shy, and you can join us here on Google Hangouts by logging on to Pet Life Radio, Ask the Best with Dr. Jeff tab, and join us. Once again, thanks to our sponsors, Provecto, every 12-week, tasty, chewable, uh, flea and tick product, very effective, really works, save this life microchip, still threatening to have Chance White on as my guest, We'll learn more about microchipping in general and save us life in particular. And of course, Kong Veterinary Products, more than a cone event, raising awareness of animal welfare through the arts. Have a great week, everybody. And uh, we'll see you soon next week. Bye-bye. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.